Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. And fresh off, uh, fresh off the heels <laughs> of the absolute worst cigar uh, Mike and I have ever had the misfortune of smoking, uh, which is it saying something. It was worse something. than a gas station cigar. It was horrible. Yes. Um, we are smoking instead, or uh, hopefully one that is better, the uh, Punch Classico. It's a similar shape as the uh, Blood Red Doom, and uh, but a little girthier, I think. Oh, yes. Much girthier. Much girthier. This is almost as big around as my thumb. And I was able to get this one lit without gagging and wishing I were dead. So that's a plus. I'm going to assume that this is going to be a decent cigar. You know what? I'm five puffs in, and I think it's great. Uh, it could be because... Of how bad the last one was, but uh, <laughs> I think the flavor is is really nice. Um, it's a it's a very pleasant. I wouldn't say sweet, uh, really, um, but kind of a uh, I don't know, kind of like a semi sweet maybe. Uh, there's a little bit sweeter tones to it. Um, very smooth, very nice draw, um, and this is just initial initial thoughts. Yeah, the first couple puffs are good. I uh, straight cut this one as well because of how uh, narrow the end was. Yes, not as narrow as uh, the Blood Red Moon, but it was still narrow, so it would have been, I think, a tough, uh, tough cross cut. Right. Uh, but I will say the, the airflow through it is, is great. So you probably could have gotten away with it. I think so. Uh, I want to try out my new cutter. Now I have new toys and I have to play with them, you know. And so, uh, what what uh, brand and everything is your new cutter? Oh, I uh, got this as part of a kit uh, from Pipes and Cigars. Not that a sponsor. A, uh, not a sponsor. Ha ha ha. It's right, Tubes. Uh, it's a Paleo uh, cutter that's very similar in design to the Calibri S-Cut, which is ultimately the one that if I were to buy one alone, that's what I would have gotten for sure. But uh, it's cut the last two cigars just fine, last few. Yeah. So I can't complain. If one can get one for a reasonable price. We'll see how long it lasts. Have you uh, gone through cutters? The cheap ones. Oh, the cheap ones, yeah. Yeah, the cheap ones. I was going to say, I've had mine for years, and uh, I don't. there's not really... I don't think it's going to slow down any. Right. Yeah, the Mine cheap just ones. says, you even know what brand this is. Let me look. Um, it says stainless steel Cuban crafters. It's the only thing it says on it. Um, but I, I like it. It's uh, It was big enough to cut uh, the Asylum 13 that we smoked. And uh, it's yes. got the little torpedo hole. Um, which I, I quite like, so. Yeah. Well, you got to remember too, that I wore out a, a lighter with my Calibri. So my Calibri has lasted me one full lighter and it's still going strong. So. Yeah. But. Well, in my Jetline lighter, I've had also probably since college and, um, never replaced anything on it. Just refill it and, uh, it's going. Right. That's why I got that Jetline insert for my zip Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, you probably do. We might have talked about it. I have a torch insert for a Zippo lighter that I use as a cigar lighter. And my original torch was a Zippo branded uh, torch, which uh, uh, lasted me not very long. Half a year, maybe. And then it kind of fizzled out. But the Jetline's been good so far. Had it for a year, year and a half, something like that. So, yeah, I like that insert. Yeah, I do too. It's, uh, how does uh, how does that one refill? You just, does it have the little hole in the bottom? You got to pull it out and. Yep, you just pull the pull the case out. It's got the hole and fill it right up. Perfect. So works pretty good. 
and it uh, burns the fuel pretty good too until the end. Yep. You don't have to bleed out half the bottle of fuel or anything weird like that. So. Oh yeah. No, that was it. Zippo had that problem from the get go. It only would burn half the half the fuel, and then you'd have to drain it and refill it. Just a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. There's so many other nicer lighters, I think, on the market. Uh, or, oh, yeah. you know, inserts for Zippos if you like the um, the size and the, the feel and the flicking of the Zippo. Right. I I wonder, I uh, used to have just a, a stainless steel Zippo case. Um, I'll have to see if I still have it because maybe I'll get a, a Jetline insert and then I can have two, two lighters for cigars. Yeah, I like the Zippo. You can shove it in your pocket and not have to worry about it. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, my or my jetline's not uh not too bad, but it is a little bulkier. You've seen it. Yes. It's kind of a square case and um but then the lighting mechanism or the uh you know, the button to to ignite it. Rather large rectangle off to the side, but it does have the uh the mirror in the uh, flip top so you can look and see for an even light. Yeah. No, I like it. I do a lot of cigar smoking outside, so it's nice to be able to shove some crap in your pocket and go, you know. Yep. Yours is very futuristic. Which is yeah, nice. not as not as futuristic as some other ones I've seen. No, no, your uh, in law, her uh, lighter is pretty cool too. Yeah, that has very like cool. uh, you dial, you dial. It almost looks like a lightsaber, uh, but you like dial up the um, the intensity you want. And then that's, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you flick a, like a flint and then it lights and that's like a, it is like a lightsaber. It's pretty cool. I think it's, it's nifty. I think it's know. cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd want mine to look just like uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, you know, like I'd, I'd want it to actually, you know, be modeled after that. I think that would be cool. Oh, I'd want mine to be uh, modeled after Tiva. Uh, whoever the new, uh, uh, Black Lady Inquisitor is on Kenobi, you know. Okay. That, that fan favorite, uh, her lightsaber, whatever that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say um, maybe like Ahsoka, um, but I think hers are a little curved, so it wouldn't really stand, you know. Right. And she's got two of them, so. I'd be okay with two. Well, yeah. Would you have to cross them to be able to light it? Otherwise, it wouldn't work. I thought you didn't cross the streams, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Too much multiverse stuff, I think, going on these days. <laughs> yeah. The only thing more ridiculous than, uh, this is my opinion, the only thing more ridiculous than Disney Star Wars is the people who get very upset over Disney Star Wars. Yeah. Just don't watch it. If it's, I, you if it's know shit, what? I was, um, I was very upset after the first sequel movie and then got progressively more upset um, but the second one, because I was still hoping uh, that they'd make something good. And then and then I was over it, you know, because there's like the stages of grief, you know, like you're upset, uh, acceptance. And so I moved to the acceptance in between the second movie and um, the last I'm Ray Skywalker movie, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just acceptance. And I knew I was going and I went with a buddy because he really wanted to see it. And I knew going in, it was just going to be absolute and utter trash. And then they were riding um, camels on the outside of a Star Destroyer somehow. And uh, I was like, yeah, you do you, Disney. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I know when I'm stopping the movie series, <laughs> for me, it's uh, Return of the Jedi is uh, the last Star Wars movie in my mind. I... Uh... But I will say Rogue One was was great. I I don't think I've seen that one. I I stopped watching the movies after the third trilogy. I I sat down and forced myself to watch it over a weekend. Yep. Uh, I had to watch the last one twice because Sarah didn't believe me on how bad it was. And she goes, well, I kind of want to watch it. And I said, well, you get me a shit ton of booze and I will watch it with you. mm -hmm. And uh, even she, when they revealed... Um, decrepit Palpatine 
you know, at the end. And it's like that fucker's still alive and they brought him back and they couldn't think of one like original thing in this entire trilogy. Um, and she's not a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, other than she watched, she watches it with me, you know, she's watched Rebels and uh, uh, Clone Wars, but sure, she those missed, are good. Those are good stories. She missed. Yeah, uh, Star Wars missed a huge opportunity to bring yeah. out Darth Jar Jar. If they would have brought out Darth Jar Jar, I would have forgiven everything. Yeah. They had, I, I mean, you know what? They had a lot of opportunities all. to do a lot of good things. And now all it's been is since that trilogy is, has now ended is there's all of these fan theories that are now defending Disney, right? Well, the one that I saw was, well, Palpatine's back because he can actually like transfer his uh, consciousness to another being. And that's how like Darth plagius and darth you know like all of those other ones like so they're like was it really like palpatine in the prequels or was it really like darth plagius who transferred his and it's like okay now you guys are really coming up with just some absolute bullshit to defend this billion trillion dollar company that's just pumping out crap you know like it's one it's one thing to have a fan theory to say you know jar jar is a sith lord um but it's another thing to then try and overwrite other movies that that are have been established, well established, to say it wasn't really Palpatine in uh, in the prequel trilogy. That was, you know, Darth Plagueis, and it wasn't really Palpatine in um, Return of the Jedi. That was also Darth Plagueis somehow from eons and eons ago. And, you know, and the new trilogy or the sequel trilogy did this kind of like force meditation, long distance calling with 10, 10, 2, 20 um, or something, you know, like, uh, do you remember that commercial from like the nineties? It's like, Hey, tell 10, 10, 2, 20. And every, every minute is like a dollar or something. Yes. It's similar to 1-800-COLLECT. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, but you're inventing that and then you're inventing force healing. So... You're telling me Luke could have force healed Vader when he was dragging him out of the thing or that like Palpatine could have force healed Vader and had him regrow limbs and he wouldn't need the suit. And then maybe he wouldn't be such a bitter person or, you know, like uh, what you could have force healed Padme. Um, so is, I don't know. It's, it's um, interesting when uh, people take an established franchise and introduce completely new and bullshit things that don't make sense. I mean, at one point in that last movie you saw, they were forced passing lightsabers through the void or something. Oh, it's well, like, and people get upset about the Eagles and Lord of the Rings, but my God, they're just pulling lightsabers out of thin air from across the galaxy. I don't understand the Eagles and Lord of the Rings. That's a separate issue. But uh, I don't understand why people get so upset. The eagles are not fucking pets, right? The eagles and Lord of the Rings are like their own little kingdom, right? So they're yeah, internal they have their politics. own rules and laws, and yeah, their internal you politics know, would affect they what saw, they're doing. They saw Ukraine going against Russia, and they thought, "My God, I can't. We can't fly in now." Um, and then they got to their breaking point and said, "Now, now we fly." Um, right. Yeah, you know, they're I mean, like but, uh, you know. the U.S. in every major world war. Yeah, right, like the real world wars, as they call them. You know, yeah, like the U.S. just what was like uh, a fucking arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, our internal politics at that time meant that we were arms dealers until the yeah. war was coming to the tipping point, and then yeah, it's it's not that difficult to figure out, guys. I, I, I yeah. just don't get like. It. Let's just let's just calm down. You're supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, they could have taken... You know what? They could have. You know what? Gandalf could have called on his wizard phone and said, Yo, Eagles, my homie Frodo needs to drop this thing into the lava. Eagle be like, cool. I owe you one, Gandy, because you, you know, saved my life from falling out of my nest or something. Right. Pick him up. Go. You've got a 20-minute movie. you got a 20-minute movie. Like, you're complaining about something fun. that took three movies away from you that were amazing and excellent. And right. You know, it's and like, plus the books, which are incredible. Yes, uh, of 
course. So, you know, let's calm yeah. down on the Eagles and go back to, to dissing on Disney. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure that, you know, Amazon will be uh, green lighting the internal politics of the Eagle Empire in uh, little rings of power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm the, not going to uh, watch. FYI, the sequel. I am preemptively not watching it. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, you know what? I've got to watch, um, got to watch Obi-Wan. And then I guess I have to watch book of Boba Fett before the new Mandalorian season drops. Uh, yes. I've been, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, and I've heard some things about Obi-Wan and you and I've talked about Obi-Wan and it could be the bait and switch thing. I mean, you've watched Obi-Wan, so you would know, but, um, I will not spoil it for you, but I will okay. say that we've, we are in episode three or four. I can't remember. It all kind of blurs together. And I started booing at the screen in, okay. you know, in, in the living room or whatever, you know, boo, Disney Star Wars, boo, boo, Disney Star Wars, boo. Okay. Every time something happened, I didn't like. So this and is, this I is my the, thoughts. The stink eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I wasn't really super excited about Book of Boba Fett. Like they teased it at the end of uh, the last season of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not really interested. I don't. I don't care. You know, it's more Tatooine stuff. Um, and then Obi-Wan was announced and I know Ahsoka's coming, uh, but I got to say, I'm, I'm most excited just to see Ian and uh, Christopher, Christopher Hayden. Um, and I, I feel if I can see any more of them, it's probably okay. You know, it's probably a win. All right. You need to lower but, your expectations because yeah, I mean I don't have we're on episode four. I think we're on episode four. <laughs> yeah, Sarah has no desire to see episode five at all. What about you? And I had no desire to see episode three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I mean. I started like I started right, just booing think, the screen. You know, but I think it's boo, just a I think it's just boo. a mini series. <laughs> so there's only eight. There's not going to be a second season. Um, uh, I think there's six episodes. Something oh, okay, like I thought I thought like I'm maybe there's, said there's gonna be like I don't eight, know. but it, I'm not sure. Know, but I'm it's a, it's a limited run, you know. It's yes. only so many episodes. They're not coming back for a second season. They're not gonna pay uh, Ian McGregor and Christopher Hayden more to come back. I think what they're gonna use it for is to be a you know use it as a launching pad for the for a spinoff, so you can get more of that female Inquisitor. Just from what yes, I've seen, who is um, a terrible online. character. Uh, so awful. Uh, pet, I mean, the actress is fine, but the character is a petulant child. Yeah. Definitely not somebody you'd want on your team. You know what I mean? You mean it's like, uh, Kylo Ren? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is like that. Yeah, like a petulant child. Not a very impressive villain, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, Disney came out, and you need to watch this one. Um, but they, the first one they came out with was Rogue One, and that was phenomenal. Um I really enjoyed it. Um, really good. So it kind of set really high expectations for what I hoped and thought Disney was going to do with the franchise and the rights rights to the franchise. And then I don't remember if uh, Solo was the next one they came out with, but that one was pretty terrible. Um, it was. I mean, it was watchable for sure. But uh, Mike, did you see Solo? The Star Wars story one? Uh, no. Okay. No, I, I mean, it's, so it's like young Han Solo and young Chewbacca. Um, or younger yeah, Chewbacca. I don't need to I don't, see I don't remember how old he is. I don't need but to see that. that's the whole point is like that. you can watch the movie and like they show him doing the Kessel Run and they show him doing all the stuff that he, you know, kind of bragged about in the original trilogy. But that was Han's character. You That was the whole beauty of his character was he never knew if he was actually telling the truth or if it was some like long con or swindle he was running. Right, I and mean, that Han and that Solo was the point. First, right? <laughs> yep, and uh, but that was the whole point of the character, you know, is you weren't supposed to know if he was telling the truth all the time. You weren't supposed to know if he was going to change his mind, come in and make the saving shot at the last minute, you know, for Luke to be able to blow up the Death Star. You weren't supposed right. to know that. <clears throat> that was his whole well, character. So to, he's so to a do a whole, yeah. yeah, to do a whole movie explaining that, oh no, actually he is the hero and he did do all these things he said he did. Like that undermines the character in my mind. Uh, I agree, and that's a lot of, and it's not, it's not just Disney. 
Okay, it's other other companies. You know, they do that with Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate. They come in and they undermine these characters because they don't understand the character. They don't take the time to watch the character in other movies that are established and then carry that character on in a logical progression. It's all money driven. And how can we spin more movies off of this? How can we, you know, not have to hire old actors that could die at any moment and put a new actor in there that's younger that we have to pay less money to. Right. Well, it's, I don't know. They need to come up with new stories and, and, well, uh, and that's it too, because there's so much of the star Wars universe or, yes, or any absolutely. universe. I mean, if you want to carry on the franchise yeah, and, and rebels did that, it was a completely new cast of characters. Leia showed up once or twice. Um, but it was young. So Leia showed was, up a handful of times. Yeah. You know, and Vader was there. And then there was one episode with Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and Darth Maul was kind of there, but, uh, the main protagonists, they were all people that nobody had ever heard of because they invented them for the show. And it was their story and their planets and their livelihoods and families. And it wasn't, hey, did you hear about the Skywalker dude? You know, like it wasn't that. So, you know, I mean, come up with original things. There's it's a whole entire galaxy, universe, whatever. I mean, it's everything. You, you have unlimited potential. But that would create original thought. Right. It's kind of like Star Trek. Which which Hollywood is against. Yes. It's exactly like Star Trek. All they're doing is rehashing old shows. Yeah. You know, old characters. Yep. Like, we do not need a show about fucking Captain Pike. Okay. We don't need it. We don't need it. We've been there. We've done that. Let's do, obviously, the actor that played Nog is dead. But let's do Captain Nog. You know? Yeah. Let's do Jake Sisko in the future. Let's move forward in the storyline, right? Yeah. Let's get out of the past and get into the future. You know, maybe bring in a couple legacy characters. As yeah, but they ran characters. into that because wasn't and I so I've never seen it. But the Star Trek Discovery, I've I heard there's a whole it. like a whole slew of stuff. But wasn't that in the future or was that in the past? I don't remember. No, that is alternative universe. Oh, alternative see, universe okay, so TOS I, timeline. I hated when they did the reboots movies oh yeah Kirk. jar 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 abrams yeah um because one we already have all those shows and movies with those characters and i don't need a reimagining of those characters the uh, by and large the first movie was fine okay you know as a one off but they made like two more. And what really kind of drove me away from that was when the second one came out or the trailer for the second one came out and everybody goes, well, that, that's Wrath of Khan. And then J.J. Abrams came out and they issued like this huge like press release. And he's like, it's not Wrath of Khan. And then he watched it in the theater because he suckered you into going because he promised you it wasn't Wrath of Khan. And he went there and it was Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and it was White Khan. It wasn't even like brown yeah. man con. Like he's supposed to be from that like subcontinent, Indian subcontinent somewhere. Yeah. Like seriously, you can't find a single actor who would at least represent physically what con would look like. Even a, I don't want to get too like, like I say, I don't want to like it's like ridiculous to get upset about it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, Ricardo Montalban's a legend. You're shitting on this like legacy yeah. character. By having some uh, effeminate British guy play like this badass character, <laughs> you know? yeah, he's supposed to be a Superman, literally. Yeah, because he, he was genetically altered. To be he's genetically superior, enhanced, uh, yeah, physically and mentally. <laughs> yes. You know, and don't get me wrong, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor, and there's a lot of things that I like him in, um, but I don't think it was the right casting call for Khan. No, well, they should. Okay, say, move forward. Don't the Star Trek Discovery is a the main character is a redconned alternative universe Spock's adopted sister who's a black woman, right? So it is like TOS timeline, but an alternative. Well, and, and Voyager had a black Vulcan, 
And they I'm, were. I'm not against Black Vulcan. She's not a Vulcan. She's a human. Oh, okay, human. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, but I'm just I'm trying to say like Voyager. Um, they went forward in time, or they were running kind of concurrent, or just towards the tail end of um, Next Generation. They right, were it was the a same similar timeline. Similar timeline, yeah. but they did something new, a new crew, and they they sent them out. And uh, there were certainly some episodes that were absolute horse crap uh, in Voyager, but there were some really great episodes as well. And uh, you know, kind of gave us the first featured in a in a series female captain. You had a black Vulcan. You had a I don't remember if he was actually like a Native American, but he was like a stand-in kind was of a Native American. Yep. Yep. Um, and so you really had a diverse cast, and you had you know new storylines that kind of really though piggybacked hard on the Borg thing. Um, you know, and I wish because they sent him way out into deep space and it was like, you could have any alien you want. You don't need to piggyback off the Borg. Um, but they, well, they had the Kazon for the first two seasons and they were incredibly unpopular. The Kazons were just uh, not yeah. popular with the fan base because they're ridiculous. unfeasible well, yeah. Alien species to focus on for multiple episodes, you know? Um, and then, uh, they had some good ones, though. I mean, they had good aliens and stuff, and uh, it was better than anything that they're producing now, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then they came out with Enterprise, and they went way back before they even had Warp Drive, basically. Right. I, I like that concept, and, too, by the way. I thought it was a good show. Uh, yeah, myself, it was. You know personally. what? I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Um, I, I'll tell you, watching it, it was very frustrating sometimes because they had, what, armor plating instead of shields. And so it was kind of frustrating to go back in time and be like, we're just watching these people struggle for no reason. Um, well, I thought it was but, an interesting thought experiment as far as. Yeah. I, you know what? You I know. think it's an interesting thought experiment. I think if it were, it would have been like a standalone movie or a few seasons shorter, um, it would have been better, you know, just tighten sure. it up. Um, and how they did the uh, the series finale was an absolute slap in the face to every single actor on that show, because they made the season the series finale an episode of Next Generation. Sure, because they they had Riker and Troy going through the holodeck explaining this last thing, and you know, and I don't remember. Maybe they got canceled, and they're like, we got to you know do something, but. Like, let the actors have their own finale. Like, we understand they're part of a bigger Star War- or Star Trek universe, but let those actors have their own finale and not be overshadowed by Riker and Troy. Right. That's my thought. My thought. No, and I agree. You know, like you say, I, I, I'm, I am a big Star Trek fan. I'm so disappointed they didn't just continue the story. Like I say, I, I got know so mad. I got so mad at Picard. I watched the first, the first episode of the first season, and I was like, "Man, I just don't think this is going to be for me. Like, I just don't think this is going to be for me." Yeah, <laughs> my buddy, he goes, "You got to watch it." I'm watching it with my dad. You got to watch it so we can talk about it. And after every episode, I'm like, "Man, I can't, I can't." He goes, "Oh, come on, finish the season at least." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know if I can," but I forced myself and I watched, you know, everything that's out. Unless they have a new one out now, but a new season. But I was like, dude, I can't do it. Um, and he goes, I'm probably going to watch the new season when it comes out. And I said, I will not. I don't care. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> How do you like the cigar, by the way? I'm uh, over halfway done. I'm maybe halfway point. All right. And yeah, I like um, it. It's good. It's, uh, I like it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's good. I don't know that there's anything standout-ish about it uh but it's good no it's not like uh crazy but it's very pleasant it's uh it's very very pleasant nothing uh nothing offensive nothing too crazy good about it either it's not like blowing my socks off here but i think it's uh perfectly acceptable yeah i like it it's a nice you know I kind of wish they would have uh, put a spicy wrapper on it, but 
otherwise it's it's good it's um that you know, has a lot to do with our personal preferences uh, yeah that's true that's true yeah i like i like the spicy wrappers as well but uh no this one's good i like it um i wouldn't hesitate to smoke another one definitely better than uh, the last one yeah yep that uh, blood red moon is going to go down in the books it's got to be oof it's <laughs> rough but yeah, I, I, uh, Boba Fett, you're going to like it. It's like I say, it's not really about Boba Fett so much as it is Mandalorian yeah. 2.5, uh, which is fine. It shouldn't have been called Boba Fett and they shouldn't have presented it as being like about Boba Fett, <laughs> but, uh, it was fine. You know, and a lot of characters from, uh, from rebels so uh sarah was lost when she watched it because she's never watched clone wars or rebels so uh they got a lot of clone wars characters uh that show up and uh that's fine yeah well I, you know i'm gonna give it a watch We're, we'll watch it before uh we watch the newest mandalorian that comes out and uh i'll, I'll watch obi-wan just because i want to see obi-wan and, and vader right well, I mean, the problem that I have with Obi-Wan, and you'll find out, is they crap on certain characters in the shows, and it's like, <sighs> crapping on your own characters is just not a good plan when you're trying to create entertainment, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's just not the way that things should be done, in my opinion. Not that I'm an expert. But that's like yeah, what, fran- what franchise have you not created but purchased? And then decided uh, to carry on. Right. What do you know yeah. about what Disney's doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I, I know that I'm not excited for Lord of the Rings. Which um, my nephew, I was, I was shooting the breeze with him last Wednesday, and uh, he's never read nor has he watched the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, it's like, really, dude, you've never, never? He's like, no, they looked like they were going to be like, uh, you know, dweeby or whatever. I'm like. What? <laughs> he was reading a sword and board type novel, you know? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is right up your alley. <laughs> In yeah. fact, this is the OG. Yeah, this is like, this is where it's all at. <laughs> yeah, this is what kind of catapulted fantasy novels, you know, into the mainstream. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll probably watch a little of the Rings of Power. Um, I know my brother's going to watch it because he's a huge uh, Tolkien fan. Um, but I got to say the little teaser trailer thing they dropped didn't, didn't make me overly excited. No, no, I'm not. It's, uh, it, to me, it looks like they're going to write out Celeborn, which I am not a huge fan of writing out Celeborn. I wanted to see Celeborn's story, which is probably why it pisses me off, you know, or not pisses me off, but why I'm like super not excited about it. But it's tough to say from a teaser, you know, I mean, who knows? It is, but Warrior Galadriel tells me that they're just going to, like, take all of Celeborn's roles and give it to her and not put Celeborn in the story at all. Uh, Potentially, you know, who knows? And I know they had hobbits, racially diverse hobbits, and that's, like, a big red flag to me as well. Yeah, especially when... When the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, you know, he kind of wrote that as an alternative take on, you know, English history. Well, it just doesn't make, let's just, I mean, that's like like factual reality. I'm staying within like the confines of lore. Well, it's a a homogenous, homogenous, confined community. Yes, they are analogous to like, the peasantry of England, like a, a genetically homogenous, small-minded group of fools. Uh, that never travel, except for Bilbo and, and Frodo, but they never right. travel. They never leave the Shire. Um, and who knows so if they're even... And they're, you know, I mean, they're just narrow-minded, simple well, yeah. folk. That's the whole point. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's like the charm, and uh, and you know what? And a lot of them, 
didn't like Gandalf. They gave Gandalf, you know, sideways glances and things when he showed up with his fireworks. Right. Um, yeah. So even allowing an outsider in wasn't something every hobbit uh, was on board with. Right. And after uh, the end of uh, The Lord of the Rings, uh, Aragorn even further isolated them by law and decree. Yes. Uh, purposefully protecting them from outside influences. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's what it is. I'm just yeah, not I mean, about that. I think it's hard. I think it's hard breaks. to go way, 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 way back in history and go, yes, we had black hobbits, um, but they left and went to the Blackshire. And right. all of the white hobbits stayed here in Whiteshire. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of crazy shit they're going to have. They're going to have, like, burning Alabama version <laughs> of Hobbiton. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Seems <laughs> what, like an like, odd an odd thing here? that you have to do, like, crazy, like, storytelling, writing, cartwheels and backflips and contortionism to somehow make a diverse version of lord of the rings you know like at that point it's like if you're gonna do all of these crazy writing tricks to try and say uh yeah we had black hobbits back then but now we don't have any just make your own fantasy story with a diverse cast and do your own thing and be 100 percent creative instead of stealing somebody else's franchise and then writing your own stuff that you want into it Right, just be just make your own thing. Somewhat lazy, and just have the Easterlings come in, and now they're black. Yeah, whatever. Why not? Right, like that's fine. Yeah, just because the Easterlings care. are technically on the side of Sauron, and they were kind of Middle Eastern in appearance. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, well, there are other regions that weren't explored in the books. That's right. And there were other regions where they said the people there were of darker skin. So you could you could literally take any other region that was never touched in any of the Tolkien books, invent your own backstory for them and create your own culture for them and have them come in and it would make sense with everything else. Right. But like even like some of the Star Trek stuff, they made these new movies and then they were like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't really fit with anything, does it?" And we had old Spock from the original stuff and then we have new Spock alternate timeline that's our solution alternate timeline we don't have to worry then we can write anything we want we can rehash all the old movies that were classics and uh, and then just say that but this is they're a little different so it's not Wrath of Khan uh, because this time Spock yells Khan and it wasn't Kirk that yelled Khan so it's different see and right. it's alternate timeline. Oh, the first time I watched the new Star Trek movie, I did not quite catch on to the fact that it was alternative timeline right away. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it and I'm like, what the fuck it's is the, this? It's the laziest <laughs> writing ever. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff, you, you watch this stuff or they're reviving things and they're bringing things back and they're, even with the original cast members and they're bringing things back like X-Files and, and other things. And it's like, this is the laziest writing of all time. You can't possibly be making enough money off of this to justify it. But I guess they are, I guess somebody somewhere is like, Hey, I, I love all this rehashed stuff. I don't I want don't, anything new. I want to, you know, but I don't, I don't honestly how I'm super excited for Dune. I like, I like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Let's break I'm it almost, with all this negative talk. I was yes. very pleased with Dune. I did not like that they gender-swapped a few characters. But at the same time, I know that they're not going to do all of the Dune books. So the long-term political consequences of that decision will never be seen on the screen. And I'm okay yeah. with that. What I'm, uh, you know I'm I mean? Almost, like, I understand. I'm almost, I'm almost done with Children of Dune, the book. Um, okay. I've got all the books uh, in the original series, plus the two that uh, Frank's son and other guy wrote to, f to finish out Frank's um, series. Um, so I'm excited to read them all. And 
I'm trying to think. Like the only the biggest one I saw that they gender swapped was uh, Keens. Yes. The uh, the planetologist, and so far even uh, they still mention Keens every once in a while in Children of Dune, but more in passing. And I can't possibly see how it would matter if Keens was a man or a woman. Like I don't. Later it doesn't. On, it matters, but not. It's not a huge consequence. Okay. But it does eventually matter because of the development of political change that happens over the span of the series, which is over okay. thousands of years, as I'm sure you can already tell. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're on Children of Dune. Yeah. I'm on Children of Dune, it's so it's, um, you know, Paul's, Paul's twin twin kids, uh, spoiler alert, um, from Dune Messiah. Yes. And then I have a feeling that we're going to kind of like, I mean, what, there's like eight books or something if you count the the sandworms of dune and hunters of dune that frank's well, well there's kid more than that but because there's like the expanded dune universe uh, yeah but well, he did uh, but yeah so his son did like they did one for each uh each of the houses and uh they did one on the uh but 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 larian uh, well there's three for the jihad Butlerian jihad there's yeah. three books for that and then there's three so, house books that cover it's like a prequel and yeah. Then, uh, so you know, yeah. if I uh, I've decided that if I if I read and finish this kind of like main storyline arc, um, and like it, then I'll pick up that other other stuff uh, that uh, right. that Frank's son and the other guy did. Um, I'm on House uh, Harkonnen right now. Okay. So I've read uh, a few more uh, than just the original series. And so the gender stuff does matter in the larger Dune universe, right? Like the gender politics okay, yeah. plays an important role. Um, and that's like I say, they're not going to make the extended Dune universe on on screen, so I'm okay with that. And then uh, yeah. they kind of race swapped a couple characters too, which is fine. It's not yeah, like I don't the um, end of the world by any means. Like no big deal. Yeah, and I'm I guess I would say okay with that. I would say. Um, <laughs> From my reading of the first three, or almost the full first three now, um, some of the gender stuff matters. Um, I guess in Fremen culture, uh, the women typically aren't the ones that are roaming around the desert and doing things, right? They're they're taking care of the uh, sieges and... Um, offspring they, and things like their that. political power is uh is uh centered around the chs and yeah. the maintenance of those which yes. is the most important part because they're the ones generating I'm, yeah. all of the wealth i'm not trying i'm not trying to minimize that and i and uh, right. i think in fremen culture they really revere their women um, oh well, the, in fremen culture the women are the ones who hold all the money because yes. money is water and they have all the water rings Yes. So it depends uh, on how you I, want to look at it. Well, yeah. Uh, but I'm just <laughs> right. saying, like, even even with understanding, like, that Fremen culture and stuff, like, for Keynes to be a woman in the movie, I don't think that matters. Uh, they're not going to get into all of that stuff. No, it's uh, not a they might, like they're gonna, they might. I was you know very what, they happy might, with the movies. Yes. And they, you know what? They might do a little bit of water rings um, in this second part with Paul. And um, uh, Zendaya. I'm sorry, I can't remember the actual character name. <laughs> uh, uh, Shaney. Yes. Um, so they might do some watering stuff with that because that was kind of like Paul's only hiccup with Fremen culture in the book, uh, you know, because he got his still suit on, you know, the right appropriate Fremen way, and he knew pretty much everything. Um, and the water ring thing was kind of like his only hiccup. So they, they'll probably show that in some form in the second part of the movie. But, um, you know, I guess for, for Keynes being a female and then they didn't in the in the first part of the movie, they didn't really find out that Keynes was a Fremen until close to the end of Keynes's life cycle. But, um, right. You know, well, and in the let's book, be they, clear, it's not that Paul knew all of the ways of the Fremen. It's that he no. fell into many of their ways naturally because many of the ways of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, oh, come on, now I'm drawing a blank. 
his host name. They're not the Harkonnens, the other ones. No, Atreides. Atreides. Many of the ways of the Atreides were similar to the ways of the Fremen. So, unlike the Harkonnens. Yes. So I wasn't overly concerned with any of that stuff. I, I, you know, and I had, I watched the, well, I watched the uh, miniseries uh, first, the uh, Frank Herbert's Dune miniseries. And then I tried to watch the, um, the Sting Dune, but I just couldn't do it. Um, I had, I had to stop it. Uh, kind of like that last cigar, the, uh, the Blood Red Moon. Uh, I, I couldn't get behind the Sting uh, version of Dune. I've never watched and, it. I have them at the house. But I haven't watched okay. them. I need to. Uh, but the miniseries is great, and uh, I want to watch. They did a Children of Dune miniseries, which is actually Dune Messiah and Children of Dune combined into one miniseries. Um, oh, cool! And so I want to watch that as well. But um, you know, I watched the the first part of uh, Denis Villeneuve's, uh, you know, Dune Part One, and I said, "Man, I got to read Dune." So then I made that a priority, and I read Dune, and it was very interesting because. There was a lot more political backstory in the book uh, than they showed in the movie. Um, oh yes, plans within plans uh, within plans, right? Yes, and, and that's uh, where crazy, the gender politics comes into play. Okay. I realize like, that's not going to be in on. the movies. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's only so much you can put in a movie, and and a I, lot of the stuff that was the plans within plans within plans, and a lot of that political like negotiating was the book can show you inside people's minds, but the movie is not going to sit there. And well, hopefully not. If you're a good filmmaker, you're not going to like, here's Lady Jessica and then just have an internal monologue running. Okay, well, I'm looking over at uh, this person and I think they might be doing this because my Bene Gesserit training says they might be doing this. Like, we don't want that. Like, that's bad filmmaking to have an internal monologue um, for not comedy purposes. Right. Right. It depends unless you're, uh, you know, Deadpool director or something. Um, What's yeah. that guy's name? Guy Ritchie. You know, unless you're Guy Ritchie doing that. Yes. Probably not uh, going to work out in your favor. You know, not if you're trying to make a serious sci-fi uh, flick. So. No. no, and like I say, like, it was as good as it. Uh, I was very excited for it. Uh, yeah. read the Dune books. And I and think. currently reading the extended universe, but. Uh, okay. It's. Uh, I, th- I got- think. I think in contrast to what Star Trek and Star Wars and some other franchises are doing, if you want to add diversity and you want to be more inclusive, the way they did it in in the Dune Part 1 movie is the right way to do it. Right. Okay. It doesn't detract from anything. It's not a big deal. These characters aren't always described in the book by skin tone. You know what I mean? Um, right. Well, there's that, no there's... Uh, spoiler alert. The Fremen are uh, spoiler alert for everybody else. The Fremen are kind of a proxy for Arabs. So, uh, yeah, it makes well, sense I to think... have black Fremen in a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's millions and millions of them. So, yes. Uh, also, and there's nothing to say that they that... <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you've got uh, and you have space travel. Not that yes, the Fremen were doing travel. that in, in the first book, but you have space travel. You have uh, Arrakis, and people go there to get spice. So to say that nobody ever took a Fremen uh, spouse or, you know, childbearer, partner, um, that would be kind of dumb. So you could have absolutely multiple... Uh, skin tones of Fremen just because you have the, all the entirety of space uh, that would come there because they had, that's the only planet with that commodity that everybody needs. And that's why this little backwater desert planet is important. And that's why we meet the Fremen. And that's why we, you know, so I think that everything in that, and what they did with this version, it all makes sense and it's fine. It it doesn't uh, it doesn't break any of the you know hard and fast Dune rules or you know hey yes, we've got a black hobbit suddenly you can have you can have black fremen you can have white fremen you can have tan fremen you know you can have all of this stuff um, and I think the other spoiler spoiler alert is 
which my buddy got really upset. He's like, I just wish they wouldn't have called that one guy Idaho because that's like it just popped me way out of it. I'm like, well, dude, they're all from Earth. Like, every, yeah, all of these people are, Duncan, are all yeah. from Earth. Like, so, you know, his family probably originated in Idaho. And that's what their name they took on. You know, I mean, like you got last name like Cooper. What did they do? They made barrels. You know, right. they were Coopers. They, yeah. you know, well, well, that's yeah, what they did. Yeah. Most British people have names that describe their you know, job Smith. and what or did Smith location. Do? Yeah, what did Smith right. do? Ah, I don't know. Take a wild guess. Yes. Uh, uh, most, yeah, like I say, every British name, because yeah. it's English, it's just the descriptor of what they did or what they did and their location, <laughs> which is a lot of it, too. <laughs> so. But. So I think, um, but yeah, I think just to kind of like, Bring it back, Dune. The newest Dune uh, did that the right way. You want to have be a little more inclusive. You've got all of space, all of humanity, basically. You've got people that um, you know modified themselves certain ways. They can only live in you know tanks of water or something like that, but they're still started out as human, kind of. And you know we're generations and generations beyond leaving Earth. Well, people um, criticize uh, Frank Herbert for not having computers. Because they consider it a cop out. Uh, because of course that, you make a universe with no computers, and now you're no longer beholden to current technologies. So it's an an aid in many ways. But that was the whole point of the but- Butlerian Jihad. Right. Was that was the AI became computers. sentient or something, and uh, and stuff, and so they only kind of hint at it, you know, in the first three books. I think in the second book, they talk a little bit more about it because they, well, spoiler alert again, I guess, they bring back uh, Duncan Idaho from the dead. Um, but it's this crazy um, crazy kind of like group of, of people and they reanimate dead flesh and they give them their own, um, their own crazy like robotic eyes. But it's like just, just enough to not fall prey to the universal rule that we don't have computers. But that's why they have Mentats. They're the human computers. So they've trained humans to behave like computers. Um, and I think it's very, very interesting. And I don't think it's a cop-out at all. I think it's, it's um, you know, and, and actually, you know, that's why I think his son wrote those three books about that jihad. Because it probably, you know, gives a lot more meat uh, to does. that storyline. So it does. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Well, and, I, and I would say kudos to Frank. Um Right. And that's where the only reason why I say Leah Kind's gender swap makes a problem is that uh, in the Dune universe, the Bene Gesserits are like the breeders of the superhuman program. Yes. And women hold the keys to that. So women yes. have a certain power that the men don't have. Uh, and the men, the women are largely not involved with the politics of planetary bullshit because all the upper class women are involved with the breeding program. Yeah. You know? Well, they don't need to be because they have the true power. Basically they have the power that like the real power. Yeah. Cause all these men have to have to take Bene Gesserit wives. More yes. <laughs> so yeah, they're the ones that are controlling who's in charge. They're not in charge, but they're controlling who is in charge. <laughs> So when they can use the voice so they can kind of control, they can manipulate. You know. Yes. So I'm uh, near the end of this cigar, by the way. Yeah, me too. I like it. It's very, it's good. Yeah. Very pleasant smoke. I, uh, I don't think that it's going to knock anybody's socks off necessarily, but it's very pleasant. No, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not going on my short list of you know favorite smokes, but it's a solid it a cigar. Idea. You know, it tastes like more. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that it does. So there we go. Yeah, I like the way they did the voice in the new Dune movie. I agree. Yeah, it wasn't too cheesy. No, and uh, you know, I don't. <clears throat> It's very, and the way they do the voice in the book, the way Frank writes it, I think is very, very subtle. Uh, you yes. know, more subtle than they did it in the movie, but if they did it more subtle in the movie, you wouldn't, you as the viewer wouldn't know uh, 
when they were doing it because in the book it's kind of like you know lady jessica she you know she's like i you know i pitched my voice to highlight this feeling and that feeling and then she speaks you know um so you as the reader know because he gave you that that clue but he never really kind of explained how it sounds um so i like the way they did it in the movie because it gives you that this is something that the person can't fight against or can't uh, rebel against. Right. So right. I thought that was well done. Um, I think I'm yeah. sure that they'll explore the witches of the Bene Gesserit more. Oh, they'll have yeah. to in part they two. Yeah. And that's like one of the things they, ah, did they call them witches at any point in time? Oh yeah. They've been calling them witches. I think even in the first book, um, no, I'm talking whenever... about in the, uh, in the, uh, Oh, in the movie. Here. In the movie. Um, I'm not sure if they did in the movie. I know in the book, like whenever somebody gets mad at a Bene Gesserit, they're like, you're Bene Gesserit witch. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, and in the Dune universe, everybody is consciously aware that yeah, these women they, are they, like they, secretly they have special the powers. Yeah, yeah, they're running they special the show, powers, so. and there's nothing they can do about it uh, because they're they're because of the way that their polit- political system works. They have to. Yeah, and, and you know what? They're almost... Um, they're almost like classified, I, I think. I think they're classified as like a religion in the Dune universe. And, um, yes, they are. They have kind of those special protections where nobody can really go in and kind of tell them what to do. They just get to do what they want to do. Right. Because um, they're the ones, I think I think they're the ones that have the truthsayers too, right? Like they're the Bene yes. Gesserit truthsayers. So they, the they truth kind of control the courts because if you're uh, in power and you want the truth out of somebody, you bring in a truth sayer and guess what? That's a Bene Gesserit. So. Yeah. Well, like I say, every uh, major political organization is ran by a man, but that man's wife and that all that man's daughters are part of the Bene Gesserit order. Yeah. Everyone. And, uh, you know, we didn't see well, in the movie anyway, and I don't think in the book, well, actually, you know, in the book, uh, Baron Arkanen, he was like banging little boys and stuff. Like he brought in like yes. a little boy that looked like Paul in the book. Yes. And that was like, gave me the, he was a child molester. Yes. Um, so I don't know that he was ever married to a Bene Gesserit. No, and I don't he think he, had, he, he didn't have any, he didn't have any offspring, but he's got like a nephew or something. He did in fact have offspring. Okay. Yes. Just a spoiler um, alert to you, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, uh, there's so yeah. many Dune books that by the time <laughs> I get to the the Harkonnen family book, uh, yes. I will have forgotten. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, he did, in fact, have offspring. But uh, the Bene Gesserit's women can also decide whether they have boys or girls. Okay. Internally, they have control over their bodies to the point in the books. Yes. Where they can well, have and, boys and or girls or not that... get pregnant or get pregnant. And they even said that, uh, well, they hinted at it in the Dune movie and in the yes. first Dune book they did too, where, uh, because Lady Jessica went against the Bene Gesserit edict to not have a boy. Yes. Well, she was a heretic, so to speak. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but so but I yeah, think that's yeah. interesting. And I think that's what I'm most excited about. Um, because I think, you know, after the first Dune book and maybe even after, you know, Dune Messiah, uh, it gets really into, I think, from what I've kind of heard, and I haven't tried to read too much about like the Dune series other than should I get these last two that uh, Frank's son and partner wrote to finish up his storyline. Sure. Um, but that they kind of get into kind of church, church versus state, a lot of politics and religion. And uh, I think that'll be really interesting. Like I, I'm really liking Children of Dune and I'm, I've got, I don't know, I don't know how much left. I've got to be 75% done, you know, or more with the books. So I've been liking it so far. Right. Yeah. It's like you say, I enjoy it, but it's uh, not for everybody. Just like anything else. Not not for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what it comes down to. and, And you even said it. Like if you don't, if Star Wars makes you angry, don't watch any new Star Wars. Watch the Star Wars you like. You don't have to watch everything ever created about Star Wars. Uh, and the same with Star Trek and same with Terminator. Uh, you know, I'll watch Terminator and Terminator 2, and then that's where I stop. That's all the Terminators I need to see. Um, right. It does make me disappointed that I'm not watching Star Trek anymore because it's, uh, it's just not the same anymore. 
But yeah. life yeah, moves on, right? You know, I life wasn't moves reading Dune when I was watching Star Trek, and now I'm reading Dune, and I, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying the extended Dune universe, and that's good. And there's, yeah, you know, I mean, there's more there's, books than I can ever read in a lifetime, and there's definitely yep. more TV than anybody could ever watch, and it's just the way things yeah. are. Well, and you know, franchises that you enjoy, uh, like you loaned me that Ahsoka book, and that was great. Uh, yep. You know, franchises you enjoy, there's still a ton of Star Wars books out there, even though Disney made them not canon, despite what George Lucas said. But you know what? You don't need Disney to tell you that you can or can't enjoy a Star Wars book that somebody else wrote. Um, right. You know, it's all made like, up uh, nonsense anyway. So yeah. And I really enjoy Alien and Aliens. Uh, Alien 3 is not good and alien four is absolute trash and whatever ridley scott's doing with prometheus and alien covenant is absolute trash um but my buddy uh said hey you got to read this uh this alien series written by this dude and his daughter and i read it and you know what they continued on newt and hicks but they had to call them something different because they didn't have the copyright to use those names and uh, all you had to do in your brain was say oh yeah this is hicks this is newt and it's a phenomenal three uh, you know, trilogy, uh, continuing their story. And it has almost nothing to do with Ripley. Uh, but it's great. And there's a whole bunch of stuff like that out there for any franchise you could ever possibly want. And you don't have to like the stuff that's officially rec- recognized. You don't have to say, well, I can't read that because Ridley Scott said that that's not really how it goes. Um, right. You know, well, like, you get uh, to, the you latest get to decide. Fantastic Beast movie. I'm not, haven't watched it and I'm not going to. And uh, we are of the age to where, I loved Harry Potter growing up. I read all the books. I was one of those people that bought them early and all that crap. And, uh, you know, I didn't like all the movies. I didn't like all the movies, but... uh, uh, So my first exposure to Harry Potter was in college, and uh, my my girlfriend at the time was huge into it, and she made me watch, like, the first two Harry Potter movies, and I said, these are absolute trash, and I refuse. And uh, then somebody said, well, have you read the books? And I said, no because the movies are so bad. And they're like, well, read the books. And then in college, I read all the books. And I loved it, except for the last chapter of the last book, because I don't want Harry Potter to be like an accountant or whatever he was, right? Like the greatest wizard who ever lived of all time is an accountant or something? Like, no, that's dumb. Um, but And then uh, Sarah and I, we just watched the movies because they did that uh, reunion special. We watched that and they were telling all these funny stories. And so we were like, hey, we should just watch the movies again. And I was like, yeah, I've only seen like the first two. And we watched them and actually I liked all of them. I liked all of them. They were all, they were all pretty good. Uh, and the way they did the end ending of the last movie was so much better than how J.K. Rowling ended her last book. Because it was just the, it was just Ron, Harry, and um, no, not Ron and Harry. No, yeah, Harry, Ron, and uh, Hermione bringing their kids to the station and you never knew what they actually did for a profession and you didn't know that they all like started to lead sad and depressing lives like the rest of us but uh well yeah, i think harry was basically a mid-level bureaucrat yeah at uh, the know. horror's office which uh, <clears throat> yeah whatever but you know. i mean it's like he's the greatest wizard ever of all time is what the books made him out to be until the last chapter and then it's like now he's just a paper pusher um so I liked how the movie did it because they didn't go into what they were doing with their lives. It was just, they're dropping their kids off. Great. They're continuing the thing. Harry could still be off doing crazy adventures. We don't know. Um, the mystery. You liked the mystery. Yes. I don't need to know sometimes. Like the solo Han Solo movie. I don't need to know what he did. Uh, I like not knowing. Absolutely. That's part of the character too. He's supposed to be well, yeah. like the man with no name when he shows up. Yes. And uh, very much the rogue and kind of anti hero. Um, right. And Han, Sh- Han Solo did shoot first, just so everybody Yes. Knows. So everyone's uh, clear. And there was no CGI, comically smaller version of Jabba the Hutt wiggling around the hangar bay. Uh, no. <laughs> no, there was not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I think an interesting uh, episode. Hopefully, you, the listener, also thinks so. I yeah, like that we talked about, about dirty bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know what? Some of the topics and some of the things we've talked about have been pretty uh, heavy hitting and and um, divisive. Um, 
So I think it's good to talk about something that has absolutely no, no um, controversy around it, like Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, uh, fan favorite franchises. That's all stuff we can all agree on, I think. Right. I've heard, uh, what the hell was it, uh, uh, Star Wars fan base is the most toxic fan base on the internet or some bullshit like that. Like, really? Yeah, that's just something <laughs> Disney says when people don't like that they're lazy about their stories. Yeah, it's like, obviously these people are not old enough to have been to the original Stormfront. Uh, for those who don't know, you don't want to know. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We will not be saying the words that are related to the original Stormfront. But But you can Google it. (laughs) You can Google it. It is, I'm sure they have it on the Wayback Machine. Uh, Yes. So, anyways, the cigar was good. I like the cigar. Yeah, I like this one as well. Um, Nothing overly uh, pro or con about it. Uh, it was tasty. Not not tasty in a super distinct way where I would, you know, associate with with anything. Uh, but very very good. And um, I yeah, would definitely was, smoke another one. Yeah, I would. Uh, if somebody hands you one, I would definitely smoke it. And if you're looking for something to, you know, sit down and shoot the breeze and enjoy your smoke. It's a, it's a good choice. Yes, indeed. Well, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Have a happy 4th of July in the past. Yes. Think back to Think two back. weeks ago. Hopefully your heartbreak and whatever nasty shit you did, you'll get over. <laughs> yes. And hopefully you drank some Natter Days. Yes, something like that. All right, we'll catch you next episode. Have a good day.